0: Scary place.
1: Dark shadows creeping in the moonlight, unfamiliar sounds surrounding you, stalking you. Is it a ghost, a werewolf, or something more human? What would you do if you found yourself lost in the strange woods? Join us as we discuss the paranormal,
2: true crime, and anything in between. With your hosts,
0: Jeremy. Appalachian. Jonathan. If you're gonna zap the shit out of something, I don't need to know how to add two plus two. Just give me some power and let's zap something. And Peter. Somebody's gonna
1: nail the bushes. Welcome to the Strange Woods Podcast.
2: So, some of you may not know this about me, but I cannot throw away a like well packaged cardboard box from a product. <laughs> I will just hang on to those forever um <laughs> i feel you like i don't know my what wife it is. kills me she's like you got to get rid of some of these boxes i
1: still have the box for my uh imac in our attic right now
2: that i bought in i think 2014
1: 2015
2: what i'm saying and every i'll occasionally just like throw things out it's it's tough like god i for, like my iPhone 3 case I kept for years it's just a small cardboard box that I, I couldn't get rid of it um, yeah but that packaging is so great some say it's good packaging like it's why should I just throw it away and let it go to waste right where are you gonna store that old iPhone
1: once you don't use it that's definitely called hoarding <laughs> no hoarding is leaving <laughs> cans of Empty Coca Cola on your desk like I do, and then uh, not getting rid of them until they start stacking up.
0: Mm. You remember you? Yeah, uh, you mean like the time we drank uh, intentionally like hundreds of cans of Pepsi's to fill my the window in my room to block the sun. <laughs> to block the sun. <laughs> Why use curtains when you can stack Pepsi
2: Cola? It was so dark in that room. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I love a blackout. All every window in my house has blackout curtains. Like. Forget the sun. Like people who want natural light in their house, they're psychopaths. Well, I live in Louisiana. I just leave my
0: shutters closed. Yeah. I wish I had shutters actually. Build I actually do want to get the I want to get the window tent for the windows. Oh, that would be neat. Yeah. Well, they also make
2: a um I don't want to use the word mesh. It's kinda like a mesh. Like the sun screen where it's like a just a dark, thicker screen. You can Kind of custom sized your windows? Oh, like oh. when you have screens over your windows? Yeah, I think yeah, but they make kind of darker ones that block more more light. And they call them. I, they may just be called solar screens, if I'm not mistaken. They're kind of big over here in Houston because of how harsh the sun can get. Hmm. That actually makes sense. Yeah, I want to get some, but I don't know. We'll. we'll but see. no,
0: I do understand the box thing. I mean, I'm always worried we're going to need to, for some reason, move a TV, and I don't have the damn TV box. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. No, so I, I built my computer, what, two years ago at
2: this point? And I've had every box for every component just piled up in the back of my closet in my bedroom.
1: Yeah, and I'm about to do that. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a stack of boxes as well because I won't be able to throw those away.
2: Yeah, it's just been taking up space. So finally today, I was like, I kind of just like talked to myself. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with all of this? Because none of them are particularly big. And at this point, I'm beyond any warranty timeline for any of my components. So I just, I, I threw them away. I was a big boy and I recycled them in my bin. Nice, congratulations. Yeah, that was a big deal for me. Um, I have brought new life into my be- uh, my uh, closet.
0: And for everyone in this condition, the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs>
2: yeah. Speaking of new life, today on episode 14 of Strange Ways podcast, we're going to talk about new life from dead. Or something reanimation talk about reanimation
0: and we're not talking about when they bring an old cartoon back and they kind of fuck it up we're gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> i lost it there that's it's a real problem though for real <laughs> just let them die wait you're talking about reboots yeah yeah You said what reboots it is definitely a problem <laughs> we had the old good originals back in the 90s and then all of a sudden they bring them back and they're all jacked up yeah and you might be thinking zombie but that's a totally different thing. That'll
2: be another episode. Now we're, we're more talking, uh, Walt Disney. Uh, no, because it's people, the, the rumors that he's cryogenically frozen under the parts of the Caribbean ride. Oh, right. That's true. That is a rumor. That uh, that joke was too deep for you. Um, I forgot but, about that. Yeah. I think we have a listener story though, right? Yeah, we do from, yeah. uh, Sandy, Sandy. And she specifically requested, uh, Jonathan to read it. Well, too bad because Jonathan is offline.
0: Is he really? <laughs> 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 okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right, you can start reading now. Your turn to right, start reading now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we
1: introduced it as specifically asking for you to read it, and then you weren't there.
0: <laughs> Sandy will be heartbroken. <laughs> These damn internets. <laughs> All right, so. Our listener story, since the guys introduced me and my internet decided to say, forget you, but our listener story says, hi guys, love your podcast. Please don't change a thing. Because you ask for listener stories, I thought I would share something strange and wonderful that happened to me. My mother passed away rather quickly in 2008. We took all my children as well as my dad to Tennessee about three weeks after the funeral. While I was still grieving enormously. It was comforting to be in a beautiful cabin in the very place that my mother loved so dearly. My family had spent many, many summers in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee area growing up and continued continuing that tradition when I had my own children and grandchildren. Suffice to say, the mountains of Tennessee are extremely special to all of us. One particular morning, During our stay, I was sitting alone on the outside porch swing, drinking a cup of coffee. I was, of course, very sad and thinking of my mom, her life, her love of coffee and the mountains. My life without her was just trying to make sense of her passing. My thoughts turned to whether or not she was able to look down and see us in this familiar area. I prayed to God and basically said, I know she's with you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a butterfly flutter by or a bird to land? At that very moment, a strange thing happened like I've never seen before or since. A gust of wind started at the base of a large tree next to me and traveled upward around the tree. It was as though I could see the wind. That may sound odd, and I hope I can accurately describe this wind. Describe this. The wind wrapped around the tree, leaves entangled it, and made its way to the deck. I was the deck I was sitting on. Then beneath the swing I was on and snake its way past me and uh, eventually off the side of the deck and vanished. While this was happening, I felt almost an adrenaline rush for lack of a better description. It was such a strong feeling. I gasped and actually lost my breath. I really feel like it's God's way of letting me know that my mom was okay. Also, this also that we would all eventually be okay as well. As I stated before, I don't really entertain supernatural ideas, ghosts, or etc. I guess it was the way I was raised. Those things were sort of taboo. This was. A very strong thing that happened, and it was real. Hope you use this story. Love the podcast. Keep it going. I wish you all much success. Cool. So uh, hopefully I did the story uh, a little bit of um, whatever the word I'm looking for, justice. And uh, y'all enjoyed me stumbling through that. (laughs) Beautifully said, Jonathan.
2: But my first thought is (laughs) we just talked about seeing the wind was Pocahontas and just like the- That that came across my mind. Painted wind. All the colors of the, the wind. colors of the wind. Yeah, that's how I imagine it. So Sandy's a Disney princess.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, all uh, Disney princesses have backstories, so she could be. Could be. No, but I was going to say, uh, I don't know if it, if it's tied to a religious thing. I don't think it's tied to a religious thing or anything like that. Or uh, like an area kind of like how over here in Georgia, we'd say it all the time. But I know a lot of people say when you see a cardinal, a cardinal is an angel from heaven. And it's somebody that you've lost and that's what the cardinal represents is them coming back to visit you.
2: I'd never actually heard that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I hadn't ever heard or seen it in a wind or um, like a butterfly, but the cardinals are a thing. And I know sometimes people talk about dragonflies in the same way. Hmm. So I mean, and y'all know my beliefs and all that. So, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't have been a thing. I don't I, yeah I honestly believe it it could have been a sign, yeah well, like we said before
2: is it when it comes to i guess family members like that, whether it be just you're seeing it that way because you want to or not it it always does feel different though um whenever it is a family member that you feel like's visiting you again, so I, I think definitely Sandy felt something special there, um whether or not it's just because she wanted to feel it or not or was she visited, I don't know, but I uh, I hope it was a visit, and I hope she got to enjoy that nice little moment. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I
1: mean, if nothing else, it seems like it was a like strong enough
0: experience that she still remembers it, but years and years later. Yeah, and like we've said before, I mean. I don't recall if the story had water in it, but I mean, the mountains are a very spiritual place in general. I mean, especially the Appalachians. I'm sure we'll talk about more Appalachian stories as we go along. You mean Appalachian? Appalachian. <laughs> Colloquialisms, <laughs> or however you say that <laughs> word.
2: <laughs> Since I can't pronounce that either. I, I struggle with sea anemone sometimes. Sea so, anemone. anemone? Anemone. Sea enemies. But, you know, and see it all kind of makes sense too because... Just like water, I believe wind going over surfaces can probably develop some type of static electricity as well. So it, it could be a vessel for, you know, the spiritual, just carry it on those electric waves, you know? Yeah. And sometimes
1: yeah. when people feel like um, a presence, they might feel it in like a, like a wind or temperature change or something like that. You know, like when, when you feel like a presence in a haunted house, for example.
0: Yeah. I was th- reading back through the story. Um, I don't know exactly what part of Pigeon Forge, but I mean that whole area is a nice area, pretty area. So I mean I can understand why she would want to go there, or why you know her mother would feel attached to the area. They say we always go to places that uh, that we felt most comfortable. Um, Jeremy, didn't you describe a, a tree once that you said that maybe you, that would be somewhere you would go?
2: Uh, uh, that's kind of two stories mixed up, but I experienced just the uh, the presence of a very large tree before but as far as I mean. the feeling of where i'm gonna go it's a, a ditch in lafayette hey at least well, i know be- you're right it is the water <laughs> beautifully said a ditch in lafayette um, honestly uh kudos to you jonathan <laughs> I thought you were going to mispronounce the word suffice. So I'm, I'm proud of you.
0: I breezed right over that. It was the small words that got me this time.
2: Yeah, Was suffice in there? Yes, it was. Because when I was reading through it originally, I couldn't remember how it was pronounced. So I had to look it up. It's one of those things where it's like the human brain is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like you can write a word a million times and they'll just like this one odd time you look at this word and be like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> well
1: in my job i have to look at spelling on stuff all the time for t-shirts and things and i'll tell you if you look at a word long enough that word will look wrong after a while
2: it's so, the most ridiculous thing
1: yeah and at the same time i still remember the quadratic formula from algebra two.
2: Well, oh hell no no but no Our our algebra teacher made it a cute little song true i didn't have that teacher apparently yeah do i know how to use the formula no
0: Yeah, did I make it to Algebra Two? Um, I think was that a you should was that a requirement for graduation? I don't think
2: think Algebra Two was. I don't remember. I know Calculus was a uh, elective. I don't remember Algebra Two. I thought that that was required. Yeah, because I didn't take Calculus. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, Hmm.
1: you know what you don't need Algebra Two for reanimation you honestly might that
2: might actually be wrong yeah (laughs) you you really might might need it in some degree
0: (laughs) if you're gonna zap the shit out of something i don't need to know how to add two plus two just give me some power and let's zap something yeah but you gotta know how much power you're zapping the shit out of it with They didn't know in the beginning and jonathan there's (laughs) multiple ways of
2: reanimation okay Not all of them are zapping. True, true.
1: So what's the first thing you think of when you think reanimation? I thought cartoons. I've already stated it. Um, Cryogenics and Walt Disney. Yeah, and I guess that one comes second to me. The iconic uh, Frankenstein story or uh, novel, I guess, comes to mind for me. Just the the, um, iconography of the lightning hitting the the weird sci-fi looking things. And the electricity going down into the
2: monster and the monster coming to life. Like Frankenweenie. Yeah, I've never seen that. You've never seen Frankenweenie? <laughs> it's honestly not bad. There was another one. Another kid. Igor. Igor was another one. Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of kids' shows about... Uh, Reanimation. You mean Igor. Is it Igor or Igor? I don't know. It depends on what you watch. All I know I'm, is you,
0: colloquialism.
1: he's got to flip the switch. If you watch uh, Mel Brooks young frankenstein he says
0: igor i have not seen it really
2: you need to watch that you should watch that i haven't seen that either I... you know what i don't think i don't know if i've ever seen an actual mel brooks movie
0: <gasps> who's mel brooks oh my god i don't actually remember names so that could be my own fault have y'all seen
1: Spaceballs?
2: oh yeah not through and through i've only seen bits and pieces are you serious who cares about these films some crusty old white dude thinks well, he's funny uh-huh
0: I've probably watched the first 75% and then fell asleep and then started again at probably halfway and (laughs) finished it. So in Young Frankenstein, so you know um,
1: from Willy Wonka? Gene Wilder. So Gene Wilder is uh, Dr. Frankenstein, except he refers to himself as Dr. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. So when he ends up going to the castle, they make fun of him by saying, uh, my name is Igor instead of Igor. And that 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 was what I was referencing, but
2: you would know that if you had seen it.
0: I have not seen it. Colloquialism. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get that word.
2: realisms
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's other. There's probably other movies out there that we're missing. I know that when I was looking around, there's one that's actually called The Reanimator. Yeah, I haven't or, seen that. I'm not sure what that's about. Judging by the title, that has to be like
2: a straight to DVD B grade movie, right? Or just straight to Sci Fi Channel. It was from 1985, so. There's really no telling.
0: Yeah, I looked at some of the pictures and got hard uh, Ghostbusters vibes. Like it was shot in that style like oh it's a Lovecraft story. I did not know that.
1: Jeremy, you you, you probably remember seeing it on the uh the shelves if you saw the cover. Uh, probably. Like I mean- when we were at Blockbuster that was one that will always stuck out to me. Forgot I'm speaking with
2: movie. <laughs> no, I'm, movie. Stars. I'm not a movie guy. I have just worked at a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, I don't. I do not remember this cover art. Sorry. Really? Sorry. Well, another one that I
1: had thought of, uh, or actually, Brandy thought of, and I thought it was a good idea. Um, Edward Scissorhands is an interesting way. Like it, he basically is Frankenstein or the yeah.
2: monster, at least with sharp fingernails.
0: Yeah, I saw where you brought that up, and apparently, I have forgotten. Edward hand because I didn't remember him coming back to life. Well, less back to life, and he was just created, I guess. Uh, I guess, gotcha, yeah, gotcha.
1: it's less so, uh, it's, I guess it's not reanimation. It's just animation.
2: He's just more of a construct. Yeah. All I remember are the, the bushes. He was good at the bushes. He nailed the bushes. Somebody's got to nail the bushes. Somebody. Um, I need probably a better hedge trimmer for my bushes, honestly. You can't. You can't make a T-Rex out of a a hedge. This most recent freeze we had last month pretty much killed my bushes. They're starting to grow leaves back now. They're like they just look like masses
0: of twigs. Mm, Yeah, twigs, bushes. I was trying to think of the brand. I can't think of the brand, but there's one called the Lawnmower for you know trimming all your man bushes. (laughs) Different bush, different bush, different bush.
1: So apparently the started using electricity back in the 1700s to try and reanimate corpses i'm not sure what kind of electricity that refers to i mean maybe it was
0: like uh using lightning like frankenstein it had to be using lightning because i'm thinking old benji well it wasn't benjamin franklin that discovered it or was it was it tommy or benji (laughs) So I'm going <laughs> to screw this up because I can't quit Google because if y'all haven't Don't noticed, I quit Google and nope. went out. You got to figure this out. My quit Google and went out the window because the, my internet's so shitty, it turns off the recording. <laughs> you can't have two tabs open on Chrome. <laughs> so old Benji. Benjamin Franklin is credited for discovering electricity
1: in the 1700s with his kite experiment in which he flew a kite with a metal key tied to it during a thunderstorm.
0: But if they're using it for reanimation, this is not... I'm thinking they're, they're basically flying poles out there trying to get a lightning to strike because we don't have harnessed electricity yet. That's what I'm in thinking. 1700s. I mean,
2: and at least not widespread. No. And I'm curious to know like why they thought electricity would be the key. Like, wh- Who was the first person to decide to shock somebody to try to bring them back to life? Well, I'm not sure
1: if he's the first person, but Luigi Galvani started doing experiments with a... Uh, Frog legs and these scientists that were doing this stuff, they were called vitalists and they believed that living things differed from non-living things because of something called a vital spark, which is basically, from what I understand, like a soul. He was using like frog legs to shock them and make the legs like jump and things like that. He called it animal electricity and he figured out that by shocking these dead animal parts that they would they would animate. In fact, uh, his name, Galvani, that's where the word galvanized comes from.
0: And the whole time we were researching this, all I could think of was galvanized metal. (laughs) And I didn't look up how that was tied to this, but I think it is somehow. I think galvanizing is
2: doing something with metal and electricity to do something to it, right? Probably. So apparently in the 1700s, they introduced machines that could produce static electricity. Really? Yep. Um, and most people just made fun of them and called them parlor trick machines. And <laughs> there you go. I guess they could, they could develop
1: static. Some parlor trick to make a frog leg jump <laughs> after it's dead, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of, there was a real big push back during this time. You got to remember this. Because during this time, we wasn't sure if you were dead or not. Yeah. So this is the same time frame where we're sticking, you know, broken pencils on our broken pins down here, underneath your fingernails, and trying to figure out all kinds of different ways or figure out if you're dead. I forgot about the pins under the fingernails. That's terrible. I just sent P- Peter. I just sent you something on a uh, on TikTok that'll. She. I can't listen to it. Uh, I can't play it. But whatever I just <laughs> sent you, she explains. A little bit about this era and this time frame, and a little bit about what we're talking about too.
1: Oh yeah, she actually it looks like mentions Galvani's nephew, which is Giovanni Aldini, um, which I also have in my notes, and he would animate the corpses of dead criminals.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This right here, and apparently would uh, he would set up like cow heads and things like that, and. I, I guess he would advertise like a freak show type of thing, like come see the the dead move kind of thing, and we get spectators to come watch. I would call that a freak show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He shocked the shit out of somebody that just died. Uh, there was a criminal. There was yeah, there was some inmate. Is that in the notes? Am I missing that? Oh yeah. But if you listen to the story about that dead criminal and about what happened. So when he shocks this criminal, It contorted the body. The criminal the the body sits up. Oh my god. They claim that an eye actually opened and the face muscles contorted so much that it was a grotesque scene. (laughs) Jesus when I was reading. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like a little twitch, like, hey, how you doing? Like Yikes. He apparently shocked the shit out of this thing and made everything contract. So here's an honest question and not
2: not reading ahead in our notes, uh, hopefully we're not going to talk about this, but like in theory, if you just put electrical probes and muscle groups on a human body and if you orcish, like uh, organize in the right time, If timing, you're going
1: where I think you are, you're sick and
2: yes, you probably can. You, you've got to be able to make a dead body move around, right? Get up and move just through. Like a puppet? Like I, a puppet. Yeah, I thought the same thing, yeah. Like with our advances in AI technology, it's kind of a scary thought actually. <laughs> I mean, so we'll get into like,
1: why you can't do certain things after a while, like with cell death. But I mean, before the body starts to rot, I guess, while the connections are still connected, there's no reason, except for intense labor, why you couldn't just hook up electrodes to certain muscles and animate them.
2: Yeah, and and the muscle tissue would break down because the body's no longer healing and building new muscle. So it wouldn't be a forever thing. But in theory, with the right, probably computer programming, man, you can just make a dead human body walk around, right?
1: I mean, it would literally be a meat puppet
0: at that point. Yeah. A ah, <laughs> little <laughs> grotesque. AI zombies. Yeah. Y'all just made a whole new nightmare for me in my head now. Cause it, it used to be, it used to be that a witch doctor had to raise the dead and make zombies. Or it used to be that there was a virus and I had to worry about a virus. Now I got to worry about damn little AI robots jumping inside my dead skull. <laughs> And walking me down the street. I, that, Thanks. That'd make a great science fiction movie, actually. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. We just gave the plot to somebody.
1: Somebody <laughs> somebody, write that, get it published, turn it into a movie, put it on Netflix as a TV show so it can get canceled, and I'll watch
2: the first season. I'll take my royalty check. Yeah. yeah. This is my idea. Give us our five cents. I'm sure I can get on Reddit and find a 100 other similar ideas, but this <laughs> one was mine. <laughs> well,
1: fun fact about Aldini and Galvani... Um, They were actually the inspiration for Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein. Oh,
2: that makes sense, actually. Yeah,
1: they. uh, I don't know the full story, but apparently Mary Shelley and some other writers had gotten together, and I think they were they were going to do like a contest to see who could write the, I guess like the most fucked up story. I guess that
2: would make sense. I like my story better.
1: (laughs) Yeah they they thought that the electricity would enhance and connect to the vital spark, which I'm not. I guess. I guess they just assumed by maybe accident was the first time they put electricity to a dead body and it
2: moved. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And it's almost, reading about the, what's it called, vitalism. It's almost like they see electricity as being the human soul to a degree. Yeah. Um, so I guess if they figure if they can mimic that through electrical impulses. I don't know. In Charleston, South
1: Carolina, in the 1790s, they actually encouraged the public to, I'm not exactly sure, it says they offered pay to help try to reanimate the assumed dead people, Um, but I'm not sure if that was like a, like they paid people for their dead bodies or what exactly that means. Apparently, Brandy had told me this when she she was reading into it, that uh, they would, it was actually law that Bar owners and pub owners who find people that were like apparently dead in their bar, like not reaction, like not reacting to any stimulus or whatever, would have to call and assist the doctor in trying to revive them. So I, I assume that means, uh, oh no, they they would rub the body down with alcohol and spirits. They would warm it with blankets, inflate the lungs with a bellows, And then they would inflate the colon with tobacco smoke enemas and then they would add electricity to bring them back to life or to try to bring them back to life. Did it work? I mean, I doubt it. And if somebody was just passed out drunk, they probably woke up like, what are you doing to me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is this the origin of the phrase blowing smoke up someone's ass?
1: You know, I said the same thing. I'm not sure.
2: It's got to be right.
0: Yeah. Oh, I read somewhere one time that the tobacco enema is where that originally comes from. But like, so in the 1700s, bar owners got away with this shit. Like it was no big deal. Nowadays, we call that necrophilia.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You're you're not supposed to sodomize the dead. Well, there's actually pictures and there's
1: pictures of uh, like drawings that we'll post on the website. Um, But there's one that Brandy showed me of a guy with a like, it looks like a tube going from his mouth to the guy's to the dead guy's butthole and he's just <laughs> blowing tobacco smoke into his ass.
2: <laughs>
1: that's a shitty job.
2: Yeah. Don't don't suck in. This guy's probably like a trained <laughs> professional. He went to a college just to <laughs> give smoke in him. College of smoke. In-less. Smoke blower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's
2: unfortunate.
1: But apparently it's it's impossible because of cell death. So essentially what happens when you die is that your cells begin to break down. And your cells have this thing called a membrane, which kind of holds all the, the guts of the cell in, for lack of a better way of saying it. And um, once you start dying, that membrane breaks down and your cells just kind of demolish. And they can actually slow it down by... Um, Not freezing, but doing the uh, therapeutic hypothermia, like what Jeremy was talking about. So, the key is to stop the cell death before it starts. So, basically, once you pop the balloon, you can't unpop it.
0: You need the stuff that's on the inside to stay on the inside and the stuff on the outside to stay on the outside. You you
1: can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again.
0: No cross contaminations.
1: But they apparently do this now the therapeutic hypothermia. Um, They use it in hospitals for post cardiac arrest patients, and they cool them to a lower body temperature, which prevents cell death, and um, they're able to like resuscitate people. But I think the trick is you have to bring them back slowly to room temperature or body temperature.
2: Yeah. um, Man, from what I was reading about whatever cryogenics, it seems like different from what you're talking about, but more or less when somebody dies or whatever and to stop the cell death, if you just straight freeze the body, then the you know, freezing will destroy the cells. Right. So they use some type of anti-freezing solution. So basically antifreeze for your body. They apply that to you somehow.
1: Yeah, pre- precipitates. Cry- cryoprecipitates, precipitates, precipitates. they call it.
2: Yeah, and so then that allows them to lower your body temperature to these ridiculously low temperatures without anything actually freezing. But then my thought is like, if they're doing this for the purpose of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? not rejuvenating but bringing you back to life what are these antifreezes what is that healthy to have
0: in your body (laughs) i don't remember if it's in the notes but i saw some i might have read it earlier it's a whole different list of chemicals that they oh it is in the notes is this still part of it um 13 a 13 drug mix is what actually gets pumped through you oh really Uh, yeah I could be jumping ahead a little too far here. Yeah, I don't don't see that in my notes. I'm just curious to know, like, what does pumped
2: through mean in this instance? Like, how how do you get it to where, like, every cell in your body is exposed to it? You can't just, like, do it intravenously on a dead body because I feel like
0: that wouldn't make it to, I don't know, like certain tissues. Well, no, I mean, theoretically, if you're pumping through the pump, i.e., the heart, it has to spread throughout the body. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, the, the human body isn't that, and Hannah is going to eat me alive for this one. I'm at, I make fun of her all the time and say that doctors are just glorified aircraft <laughs> mechanics. I mean, a human body is basically a hydraulic pump, is what the heart yeah. is. I mean, you worry about your blood pressure because too much, if you got the same amount of pressure going in as going out, you hydrolock the pump, the pump shuts off, i.e., the heart. So, but if you have the right mix of oxygen and blood flow, I would think that if you're pumping the blood through the heart, it would technically work. Yeah, no,
2: you're you're oh, right. Now that you mention it, because I mean, every facet of our body is has you know little capillaries and everything going to it. So, well, I think that's how they do. You ever heard of Body Worlds? Body Worlds is pretty sweet. I've been to it at the Houston Museum. I'm pretty sure that's how they
1: make those. They actually run this like plastic stuff that replaces your uh, your liquids i i guess i think that's how i understood it i don't know if that's exactly right like when you melt aluminum and pour it
0: into an air only
1: it's like embalming fluid yeah like basically push your your fluids i've never seen this and then the plastic like holy smokes
0: (laughs) so we were talking about y'all were talking about cryogenics and getting cold before i lose my train of thought i have been wanting to get a cold plunge tank because they say that's really good for you if you soak for 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes a week, I can't remember, in water below 30 degrees yeah, that, or something. That's like. what
2: I would say if I were selling cold tanks too. Yeah. I just, I can't stand a cold
1: shower, much less getting a cold tank. I don't know. I, I'm thinking about trying to make me
0: one. I mm, don't know if I'd recommend that. Yeah. I don't know if I would do, go the DIY route for that. <laughs> it seems dangerous. Well, no. I mean, look, no, there's a lot of people that make
1: their own. Yeah. What if you slow down your body enough? to where you just like slowly freeze without freezing,
0: a.k.a. Uh, hyp- hypothermia. Then I'd be, yeah. Then I'd then I'd be like Encino Man. Hey, that, that's a good car preservation uh, example for movies. It is. This is the perfect. Oh, I think I've actually already said this story before in one of our other episodes, uh, but I feel like all of this kind of ties back into NDEs, which should be their own oh, story, yeah. their own podcast, for as far as near-death experiences. But uh, I think I mentioned this story, The but this is another good example. The story of the skier, I think it was a skier, that um, got stuck under the ice and the friends were able to, to basically hold the body in position. The, the person was stuck in an air pocket, uh, so they were able to breathe. But then by the time rescuers got there, I wish I had pulled the whole story up, but by the time rescuers got there, the body was not frozen but at an extremely low temperature. they got the body back to the hospital and they slowly warmed the body up by pumping warm fluids intravenously through the blood and very slowly warming them up and um, that's where the term or that's that story is the reason that we know we can't you know you can't say, Somebody's dead until they're yeah. warm and dead. If you're look, if you're talking about a cold.
1: Yeah, Brandy system. was actually telling me that. Um, I remember hearing about a story. It's very similar to what you're talking about. So I don't know if I'm getting it wrong or maybe you're getting it wrong or if it's just two similar stories. But there was a lady that went over a waterfall in like some really cold water. And I think she got knocked out maybe. And she apparently went out, went without oxygen for three hours and they were able to bring her back. Because it's she was crazy. in such cold water. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was literally just dead for three hours, which actually goes into um when are you actually dead? You know, like once you're pronounced dead, are are you still there? You I don't know, know,
2: like how long are you still conscious? Well, apparently the brain tissue is the most delicate of I guess our body tissues as far as cellular breakdown. And I think that's why the big hurdle they're gonna hit with cryopreservation and stuff like that if you try to bring someone back it's a little harder to keep the brain tissue from degrading yeah but all this got me thinking just now because we're talking about body antifreeze and we're talking about people getting stuck in snow and somehow living so isn't alcohol takes a lower temperature to freeze than water Uh, i think so yeah so if you're A lot lower temperature. If your blood alcohol level was extremely high, could you be potentially preserved in the snow? Better. I mean, that makes sense to my non-scientist brain. Yeah. So if you want to survive avalanches, get drunk, get messed. Yeah, get drunk. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks.
0: I think that it could be a double-edged sword, though, because yeah, it's takes it's a lower freezing point, but it also thins the blood. So I don't know what effect that would have. You just, you would drink to the
2: point to where your blood is now alcohol is the goal here. Maybe that's the maybe that's what they use for the cryopreservation. <laughs> just,
0: we might be on to something here. We're we're looking for that perfect that perfect cryogenic freeze somewhere right between um, alcohol is going to keep me alive and um, alcohol you know, poison. This,
2: no, this makes sense. This is why the government doesn't want you making moonshine. It's so strong that you could use it to preserve mm-hmm. your cryogenic body. Hmm. And then Big Pharma could
0: yeah. make the money off of it.
1: What if somebody did this with moonshine and then they were dead for, say, like a week and then they brought them back and their first thing they said was, I'm not drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it <laughs> happens. I'm not as stink <laughs> as you drunk I am. <laughs>
1: so this all got me thinking. So on the topic of organ donation. Mm-hmm. So at what point is it still you? And I know this isn't exactly... Like reanimation, I guess this is just keeping the animation going, you know. But like, if you take someone's, um, say heart, and you put that heart into another person, that's your living tissue still
2: going, right? Even though you're gone, uh, I suppose. I guess what I don't know is, well, because I don't like say with muscles, you know, they break down when you work out and rebuild, so. I don't know if the heart works in that way to where the original tissue slowly does break down and disappear while new growth replaces it. I would imagine it does, but does it
1: regenerate that original cell growth or is it, does the bodies take over
2: and start rebuilding their original heart? I would assume the body takes over, but I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's a good question of like how many organs of yours can you put in someone until they become you.
0: Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> There's an old Lakota Indian story that says, when you love somebody and they die, you carry a part of that person's soul in you and they see the world through your eyes. Something along those lines.
2: Hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of the movie Jeepers Creepers now because wasn't he just taking bits of sad teenagers and making his own body out of them?
0: Is that what he was doing? I'm pretty sure. Like, um, yeah, I think he was piecing people that so together. Long. I don't
2: remember. He drove this really sweet old van and just ran people off the road. But I suppose, you know, your personality all comes from your brain. So as long as you still have your brain and whatever chemical signals are tossed around in it, then you'll still be you. What about brain transplants? Can can they do that? I don't know if they successfully
0: transplanted brains. That's in the notes, isn't it? I don't know. I don't read the notes. (laughs) I thought this was interesting right here. They put rats into a jar, refrigerated them, added ice until it cooled the rats down to between zero and one degree Celsius. They brought them even lower to 15 degrees Celsius. I'm assuming at this point we're at negative 15 degrees Celsius. Because after this point, reviving by spontaneous warmth is no longer possible using microwaves, they were able to revive them. Hmm. So that's an even slower way to warm the body through radiation. Um, Reanimating brain tissue in pigs was an experiment done in 2019. One hour after the death uh, and restoring organ function could change organ transplants. Oh yeah, I
1: remember I see I see what you're talking about now. Brandy was telling me about that they apparently very recently were doing some experiments with like brain tissue and bringing it back to life with uh with pigs. Yeah, this is where that 13 drug cocktail yeah. comes into play. Yeah, the, I think this was as of like August.
0: So, I mean, I'm assuming part of 13 drugs is probably like everclear mm maybe a little absinthe, so you see the, the green elephant. Uh, I'm still talking about getting people drunk over here. Fireball. Those called? I have no idea. Fireball.
2: Um, apparently in 2017, um, some doctors maybe at the University of China did a head transplant between two cadavers, and they called it successful. I don't, <laughs> it's non-living tissues. <laughs> and uh, They said the next stage at some point will be to brain brain-dead Organ donors and swapping them and seeing if that works. And then inevitably, one day they would like to successfully transfer, you know, the real head to a real head. So, what they call successful is putting a brain in a different skull? Uh, I think, I think the whole ass head, a full head swap. Oh, like the whole head. Yeah. Wow. So they just sewed it on and called it a success. I don't think it works that way personally. I mean, maybe
0: for some reason, for some reason, um, it is it name, it. The little hand in the Adams family just keeps running across my mind. (laughs) I don't think that's the reanimated hand. Thing
1: that's the thing. Cousin, it was the hairy thing. Yes,
2: and the thing is a completely different thing. And and Anna's question here, though, and you know, I I love the idea of reanimation. Wouldn't just clothing be a better way to bring someone back than to try to bring them back from the dead? Just get their tissue. That's
1: when you get to the whole soul thing. Uh-huh. Will it be the same person?
2: Uh-uh. And then, no, it won't. <laughs> and then
1: the, uh, you might get some pet cemetery shit. Exactly. But there's also the age difference and all that. You know, it's, it's basically just starting that person's
0: body over, but I, I don't think it's the same person. I mean, maybe it is. Whoa. You just blew my mind when you said the age thing. So what if when I'm 80, mm-hmm. I get a 20-year-old heart? Do I start over? No. It, Am I just hoping nothing else dies out? Son of a bitch, I just lost connection again. No, you didn't. We hear you. He didn't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> no, But in theory, I
2: guess you can, if, if they can, if they find a way to preserve the brain and bring it back. So if your body's old, but you got a functional brain, could you just like regrow that brain into a cloned body? Apparently everyone's uh, saying that Walt Disney is in fact not frozen. But that's what I would say if I didn't want everyone to know that we're going to be bringing Walt Disney back. Exactly. I would say that those people are wrong. Yeah, apparently his uh, quote-unquote death certificate says he was cremated two days after his death. We all know that's a lie.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. They wouldn't burn that. Look, here's a photo of it right here. Here's his head, cryogenically
1: frozen. (laughs) Yeah, that seems real. Walt's frozen head filmed secretly on Disney property. Yeah. Premieres online March 14th art stories and interviews.
0: Okay. I just realized Jay Murder in the room.
2: <laughs> Can you hear us yet?
0: Yeah, I hear you now. Fucking <laughs> internet. That's what we need to bitch about at the beginning of an episode. Here's the thing. My internet's fine. <clears throat> Mine wasn't fine. And then I got it fixed. I hope I didn't screw nothing up by having to restart. Yeah. Kids of today, they'll never, ever, ever understand. Well, we had to go through. Nope. They,
2: they they came from the womb, connected to the internet. We, uh, yeah. We you were know, raised back, in an age of back no when internet. we were trying to download, I don't know. Viruses straight from Limelight.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Lime. <laughs> we're trying to download music and we hear, get off the phone. Dad's on call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, man, this, this entire music album is only like, you know, five kilobytes. Sure. Great. <laughs> Oh, that was a virus. Thank you.
0: All of a sudden, you're, you're, the damn monitor's blinking, the the CD tray opens up, and the, wasn't that some kind of weird virus you could send to somebody? Yeah, CD it tray was called, open? Um, cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kids, CD trays were the things that <laughs> pop out to put CDs and DVDs on. What's a CD? <laughs> exactly. They don't even have trays anymore. They just insert into slot. Yeah, they, didn't, they don't even use disks anymore. No. Is this all cut or are we keeping this? No, we're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, uh, usually by around the hour mark, we just go off the rails. Oh, yeah. I was only... The, the one thing that we were... It sounded like we were about to touch on that I didn't get to... We didn't really dive into that whole reanimating a pig brain thing. But uh, after I said it was a 13-drug mix, uh, it looks like... They were able to reverse some of the cell damage, therefore preventing the cell destruction. But it wasn't completely successful. Yeah, that's a shame. But anyways, we were talking about. I don't did. I don't know if it was on the recording when I said in my mind I just got blown. Um, you had said something about age with these organ donors. Um, if I'm 80 and I get a 20 year old heart. Do I start over? Um, oh, your heart uh, I mean, would, but your liver wouldn't. And, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I guess if you got enough money to replace enough parts, you can keep going. At what point is it not you anymore? Yeah. And that's the part I w- we were hoping, I was hoping we'd get into. One of the last things on our notes says, uh, Are we playing God? Eh, well, I, I still think that our consciousness is tied to
2: our brain. So until we can successfully transplant a brain, I think we're uh,
0: safe. I just, I mean, I I can agree with that, with the consciousness and, you know, the idea of a soul and a spirit and things like that. The, you know, um, scientists are so preoccupied with whether or not they can do it. (laughs) Did I get cut out again? No. No. (laughs)
1: No. Oh. It's a line from uh, Jurassic Park that we wrote down.
0: Oh, what? Damn, your, I didn't even catch that. Your scientists
1: were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I think it's it's reworded, but same concept.
0: I, I mean, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense in this situation. I mean, like, I don't know. Coming from my side of it with the belief, I don't, I think we're crossing some lines, and we're playing in very gray area when we talk about things about reanimation. The
1: yeah, because who gets to use it? Is it just the rich people? Yeah, or the poor oh, yeah. people well, just I mean, screwed.
0: You got that, and I mean, like, if you were put in a situation where you were going to die, and that was supposed to be your time to die, or you know, God said now and snapped his fingers, and you dropped, you can't tell him that he's wrong, or you shouldn't. I mean, if you're going by my beliefs, I know my beliefs, let me caveat that. These are my beliefs, not tied to any kind of, you know, not tied to anyone else. Not tied to any, solely my beliefs. So, Whose beliefs? My beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think you get to to make that decision. Like, I agree that God taught some people like, you know, taught doctors how to save lives, how to prevent death, how to do certain things. But I definitely think that reanimation is crossing a, a a very hard line. I mean, it's, it's in a very gray area. If you ask me, yeah, you think overpopulation's a
1: problem now. Wait till people don't die. <laughs>
0: true. Yeah, that's true too.
2: Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I agree in that it's, it is this weird gray area and I don't, I don't know that we need to be reanimating people. But at this point at, I mean, it's just starting off with just, oh, we're just seeing if we can, but if it turns into something more than that, then I don't know. That shouldn't be happening.
0: I definitely think you don't get to tell the big guy he's wrong.
2: Yeah, probably not. And that's just me. I think that's
1: tempting fate and uh, he's going to be like, "Uh, you want to bet? And strike
2: (laughs) you down again.
0: Yeah. Round two. (laughs) Fight.
2: (laughs) Dead again. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I just got a successful brain transplant and you're in a car accident. Exactly, it's final destination. Finish it.
1: <laughs> I guess it's about that time to start winding down. Yeah. Let's see if I can find. My yeah, we're here. closing
0: all this out. I never got. Uh, I was too afraid to Google anything. I think there's actually. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the internet monster. I, I think there's actually one of those big cryo labs in Arizona that's in operation and actually has some people frozen.
2: Oh no! I mean, there are a bunch of people frozen. They just um, don't know how to bring them back yet. Yeah. And I don't think they ever, it's it's a huge racket. I mean, it's like, yeah, pay $200,000, we'll freeze your whole body. And uh, if ever we get the technology, we'll bring you back. Okay. <laughs> you just spent a lot of money and you don't have to bring anyone back.
0: <laughs> when and if we can bring you back. right? And then. Uh, Isn't that how Futurama happened? I th- maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's My brother how- could tell
2: you. It's how Walt Disney in 2050 is going to happen. i tell you what. <laughs> you did what with my company? <laughs> Why'd you stop hand drawing the movies? What is <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother thing. I, I still think Di- the Disney company has a weather machine. Cause why else after they release frozen the movie that like we get the hugest ice storm across America, <laughs> <Like> this, this <laughs> advertisement campaign is all that was. Yeah, Frozen
0: 3. There's a Frozen 3 coming out?
2: I don't know. I hope not. I've never seen the second one.
0: It wasn't bad. I tried telling Hannah that the twins weren't going to watch any of these new crappy cartoons. They were only going to watch cartoons from the 90s. Oh, you didn't say that on the air. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, A few weeks ago for our Strange Woods community, I told everybody that we were having kids and how Jeremy and Peter were going to be uncles. And... Well, we went and we found out that they're twins. <laughs> so we are now officially having twins. I Double know, congrats! Yeah, this is an end of the episode excitement. But yeah, trying to wrap my head around two now, which is it's amazing and I'm happy. But it, it's a little, I'm a little nervous too. So nah,
2: you'll be, sure fine. It'll be fun. Yeah,
0: or it'll be horrible.
2: You know, you never know.
1: Either way, you know it's gonna <laughs> be a lot of shit.
0: It's going to be something. You know, I was looking at some information about twins and stuff, and it actually seems like twins start to learn things a little quicker. Really? Especially if they have older siblings, because they learn from the older siblings, but then the twins can actually help each other to learn and move along a little quicker. And like they they just pick up on simple things a little faster. Well, it's two brains learning for one. Yeah. They're all kind of like
2: together all the time, bouncing ideas off of one another. They're probably honestly going to start speaking just their own language together. Probably. It it happens a lot. They just communicate with each other really well, just because I guess,
1: you know. And one's like, yeah. And the other one's like, okay. It's like, and
2: like 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 nothing was said. Yeah, nothing was said. They're just communicating telepathically.
0: Oh, that's going to be, don't tell me that. I don't. So are y'all going to, uh, like name them very similar names and dress them the same and all that shit. Uh, no, we're not doing that. The well, not to my knowledge, anyway. The they, we do we don't know the sex, but we do know that they're not going to be identical twins. Oh, okay, so they they are both in their own little sacks. They're two separate. Um, so they won't they, they, they do, won't
1: be fooling y'all.
0: Yeah, they they can't at this point. They can't be identical. They could still either be two girls, two boys or what I'm hoping for is one boy, one girl, but yeah, um, they cannot be identical anymore. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy for you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What if you did a brain transplant with two identical twins that have a higher likelihood of working?
0: Hmm. The higher likelihood of uh, killing both twins. But would you have to use any of the, uh, anti-rejection drugs or would it just be like, Oh yeah, hey, no, I hey, I recognize before. these cells. <laughs> This looks awfully familiar. That, that is an interesting uh, thing, yeah. I don't know. And we could do that as a little mini-sode. We, that's something else we didn't introduce our audience to yet. So we didn't tell... I guess we're going to fill in everybody on the, the back end of this. We don't do uh, pre-commercials and tell you all the, the new updated information. We'll tell you at the end of the show, in case you don't want to listen. But the... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm saying people don't like all the when they do big spiels at the front of a, a podcast and oh, yeah, say this I is it. all the news we have to tell you. But uh so w- we've had it in uh in discussion about giving you guys some little mini episodes for times when we're running late on an episode or you know, if life happens, especially like with the twins coming, um, if we can't record for a week, maybe we'll We'll backlog some little mini episodes and maybe be able to get y'all a little mini episode out instead. Uh, Which I'm somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but we're probably going to shoot for just a shorter episode, maybe somewhere between a 25 to 50 minute range instead of this hour plus. I was thinking more like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, well, there you go.
2: Just a little short something to fill them ear holes with. Yeah, yeah. Feed the beast. Forty-five second episodes. We're just going to talk really fast. So peeps, bye. <laughs> that's it. Done. <laughs> it's just us stumbling around. Hey, is this thing recording?
1: Um. Okay. Bye.
2: Damn internet! <laughs> internet. Yeah. Can we record for forty-five seconds straight? That's that's the challenge. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, send uh, send more stories. I want to. I want to hear from you. Yeah,
1: we've been getting some good stories, and uh yeah, they're fun to listen to and fun to read. I want fun to, to hear these
2: cool stories. Out, I want to figure out what kind of person you are based off of what kind of ghost haunts you.
0: There you go. I think you've heard all of us except for Jeremy Reed at this point, so if you don't want to hear me read, leave that in the yeah, comments. I'm next. <laughs> Jeremy's next. I'm next. You can, when you write in your story, we'll allow you to uh, pick your reader. How's that? Yeah, t- I like it. Unless you're you're just nice to us and you voice record it and send us in an audio clip. Yeah,
1: that's that's the best thing.
0: Or do some type type of interview like Joey did.
1: Yeah, which we may have one. Um I gotta talk to you guys off air about it. Um, see when the best time we could maybe do that, set it up. Ooh. So that could be that could be a cool one coming up. Yeah, yeah.
0: We got a surprise for you, strange
1: fam. But uh thanks for listening. If you enjoy this episode and you want to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends. Follow us on social media and leave a rating and review. You can have, head over to strangewoodspodcast.com to see some of the things we mentioned in the show. If you have a strange story or experience you want to share, do like we just said and send it to strangewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Type it, read it, send us a video, whatever you want. We also have t-shirts and stickers on our website, so if you want to be one of those cool kids that have those
2: things. Yeah. Go for it. There's a, um on my commute to and from work, there's actually a, I don't know why, I just recognize him for some reason. Uh Somebody takes a very similar commute to, to me and it's uh it's like, it's a pretty long commute. So it's surprising to see the same person drive the same road as me almost every day at the same time. But he has a bunch of stickers all over the back of his car. Um, no Strangewood podcast. So maybe I'll just stick one on there one day.
1: Would, yeah, just right alongside him at the same speed, and just kind of stick it on the end of a uh, like a <laughs> selfie stick, and yeah. just kind of whack his back windshield.
2: <laughs> honestly, I, I do wonder if he recognizes me. You
1: know, probably. I, I have a few cars like that that I'll see sometimes on my commute. He honestly, he could. Carpool. He looks kind of like a jerk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, he hears we'll this never... and uh he puts a sticker on his car.
2: I know. I need to put maybe carpooling is not the correct idea. I need to put the webs a big website sticker across the top of my car. Honestly, I I, I sit in so much traffic that it's not a <laughs> terrible idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I have one um, that I made based on our actual logo that I just cut out of vinyl. I stick it on the back of my car.
2: Yeah, go uh, cool, like how people put like the little Instagram tag or whatever. Yeah, just like that.
0: Yeah, only want one like the length of my back window. So like. <laughs> three foot long. Yeah. I was just thinking that like the, you know, the, the ones that you, the back glass window stickers that you can see through. that's just like a bunch of holes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need one like that. Maybe with the, the letter yet, get one for the
1: front of your car. Like instead of it saying like Honda real big, just put strange woods podcast. Yeah. Just take, put, put it over your whole windshield. You don't need to see cars drive themselves nowadays.
2: No. Um, <laughs> Well, it's like on uh, Talladega Nights, I believe he put the Wonder Bread logo on his front glove windshield. <laughs> I mean, he got a wreck,
0: but that's not the point. <laughs> well,
2: shaken, but shaken. Anyway, so
1: hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, bye. Bye. Later,
0: guys.